I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Red alert. All hands stand to battle stations. Luck has foils and attack positions. Prepare for battle! Autobots, roll out! Get ready, it's your weekly dose of nerd culture. All wings report in. With your crew, Obi-John Kenobi. Hello there. Commander Scott. There's nothing amazing about it. I know this ship like the back of my hand. Julian. You tell him I'm coming! And hell's coming with me, you hear? And the Doc. Great Scott! Movies, TV, streaming, video games, comic books, board games, toys, collectibles, cosplay, conventions. If it's happening in the world of geekdom, we're talking about it. So lock and load, bag and board, and roll for initiative. We've got your... Nerd Alert! Hello there, it's Obi-John Kenobi, your favorite host in all the podcast, and welcome back. Sorry, it's been a minute. Uh, at the time of this recording, it has been 20 days since our last episode. Uh, sorry, we've been out of the country, out of town, catching mysterious diseases. Uh, it's been a whole thing. There was a holiday in there, allegedly. So sorry, we're very, very... Sorry, sorry, is my best Canadian impression. Sorry, sorry about that. Uh, we're back this week. The whole crew's here. It's going to be a proper nerd alert episode. So let me introduce because it's been a minute since we've all been here. You might have forgotten, ladies and gentlemen. First up, my right hand man, the man who keeps the nerd in the Tot Nerdy Toomey Network. He's going to learn you something whether you want to or not. Please welcome to the bridge, Commander Scott. So um yeah that was weird um since it is past thanksgiving and i guess we are fully diving into the christmas season i i I looked through my list of uh nerd facts that i keep as things come across my feed and i learn about things i write them down and uh, i tried to come across i tried to look for something that was christmas related in this is kind of Christmas related in a very, very loose sense in that it stems from uh, the movie Trading Places. Hey, that features a guy in a Santa suit. We'll take it. It does. And and part of the movie does happen at Christmas time. You know. Um, but in the movie, so if, if spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen the movie... Um, toward the end of the movie, uh, the, 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 main plot is the main antagonist, the Dukes, uh, the Duke brothers, not to be confused with the Duke boys, um, are attempting to corner the, uh, what, what you okay there, Jay? Um, <laughs> just some good old boys never no, doing no, no harm. Meet an no. arm. Uh, anyway, I never saw been in trouble, but the law since the day that was born. Trading away, <laughs> their way, the best way they know how. Okay, we're go, gonna have you're to, done. go. Sorry, we're gonna we're gonna have to yeah. we're gonna have to write this song. We're gonna have to do, do the entire thing. Anyway, 
Um, in the movie, they are attempting to to corner the frozen orange juice commodity market by um, uh, buying and selling uh, frozen orange juice based off of stock stuff. They're doing stocky stuff. They're doing stocky stuff, but they're they're basing it on uh, and a sneak peek at a confidential crop report. Uh, that they get in the movie now, unbeknownst to them, our our, our heroic stalwart protagonists have uh, fed them with a, uh, uh, a a bogus stock report. So so uh, they have the real information, and the Dukes have the false information, and they are able to use this information to basically uh, give the Dukes their comeuppance. Now this information is confidential, as I said. It is not available for public use. And the interesting thing is, though, that at the time this movie was made, this practice was not illegal. Oh. This is not an illegal act that they're doing. It, it may wasn't be insider trading. It's not insider trading. Um, in fact, it was not made illegal <clears throat> until... Um, Section 746 of the Dodd-Frank Wall Street Reform and Consumer Protection Act, which was passed in 2010. Because of this movie. It was not because of this movie. Because of this movie. It was not because of this movie. It it was. It took a long time to get around to it. Because someone watched this movie and was like, you know, we should do something (laughs) about that. And it took Uh, a long time because, you know, politics and law and money. Well, um... So basically, 746 basically makes it illegal to use non-public information misappropriated from a government source, and it was it was that's just this is just one second one section of an 849 page law that covered a lot of things. It was it was actually put into place to end uh, government bailouts uh, and that type of thing. It, it was done to a lot of things, but the reason I bring it up. And the reason that it came across that I find it funny, and the reason it ties into this is because Section 746, which covers pages 364 and 365, is and actually... And anybody want to look it up at home. If anybody wants to look it up at home. But it is colloquially and known as the Eddie Murphy rule. Oh, are you going to do Dan Aykroyd harsh like that? They cut Dan Aykroyd completely out wow. of it. Wow. I would have called it the Aykroyd-Murphy rule. That's what I would, or the Duke's rule or something like that. But no, it has come to be known as the Eddie Murphy rule. So that is an actual thing. Uh, it's a law. Uh, it is named hey, after Eddie Murphy. No, hey, no, the, no, hey, no, the, no. That's no. also not Eddie Murphy. Hey, no. the, uh, no. Or Dan Aykroyd. No. But anyway, so there's my first bit of uh, uh, eclectically Christmas tie-in nerd fact. I'll try to get even more obscure Christmas tie-ins. Okay, later. thank you. Appreciate as, that. As we go forward. The Eddie Murphy Law, everybody. The, well, the Eddie Murphy Rule. Not to be confused with the Lou Ferrigno Rule, which only applies to Lexington Comic-Con. The Lou Ferrigno Rule? Have we not told this story on her? Yeah, I don't know what, this, I don't know what you're talking about there. <laughs> it was parlayed to me through some people in the know that early on, uh, one of the earlier LCTCs, when Lou Ferrigno, a.k.a. TV's The Hulk, came to visit, there wasn't anything in the contract about services for their hotel room 
being charged to the room and who would pay for those. Like they get their room comp, yeah, yeah. but services billed to the room, apparently that was a gray area. So Lou had himself a good old time. Uh-huh. Uh, therapy and booze and tons of room service and had a great weekend uh, that LCCC got the bill for. Oh, uh, thus, thus inst- instituting the un, uh, the colloquially collo- colonially colloquially colloquially yeah, aka <laughs> the Lou Ferrigno clause. Okay, <laughs> at least that's how it was told to me. But all right, grabbing it out, ladies and gentlemen, you got me. You've got Commander Scott. What could possibly make it better? Well, the whole team's here today, so watch out. Is he's at eight point twenty-one gigawatts, and you're about to see some serious shit. Joining us from somewhere in time and space, perhaps via DeLorean, it's the Doc. Now I have a machine gun. Ho, uh, ho, ho! I thought it was going to be He-Man. Very nice, Jay. That is also the worst, worst Alan Rickman. <laughs> now I have a machine gun. Ho, Walking. ho, ho. Walking with cerebral palsy? <laughs> the Foo Fighters. <laughs> sorry. I'm not quite over the sickness. I'm sorry. Are you down with the sickness? I am not. It can go away. I'm done with it. down with the sickness? Anywho, the actual topic we're here to discuss today uh, does fit very firmly within the season we're currently in at the time this episode is airing. Because at the time this episode airs, we will be firmly into December, which makes it Christmas season. uh, The third best holiday of the year. Uh, But lots of people like it. There's lots of decorating. What? You're giving me a look, Jay. Yeah, I said third best holiday. What's the second? I don't know. It's Halloween. I don't know yet. Christmas. Um, Anyway, so we are here to discuss a very specific, not a genre, but a very specific sort of subset of movies you will be seeing left, right, and center uh, on TV and streaming and on cable. Um, Christmas movies, specifically, we're talking Santa Claus movies. Now, is it specifically Santa Claus movies or just the depiction of Santa on screen? There you go. Cinematic depictions of Saint Nick. Uh, yeah, yeah, the movie doesn't have to be about Santa. It just has to, in some way, shape, or form, feature some incarnation of, of Para Noel, uh, Papa Shosho, uh, you know, the fat man. Whatever Papa you want to call <laughs> That's the one. Um, so we're, we're not just going to list off Santa's we like in movies. We're here to talk about, like, in general, uh, what are the tropes that come with being Santa Claus? Does it matter if you're really Santa Claus or not? Um, things like that. We'll get weird with it because it's us. We'll discuss badass Santas and scary Santas and all the different kinds of Santas you could possibly get. That being said, <laughs> damn it. I think the best way to start this would be to roundtable talk about what are the tropes that go into being Santa in a movie? What do you, that's a need to have, but when you say Santa, (coughs) what comes to mind? 
Well, I mean, you know, uh, it seems like the lion's share of the depiction of Santa that's out there or that we've always gotten has always been that North American, you know, Anglo-Saxon, whatever you want to call it, the the red suit, white beard, old guy. Um, it, it just, it just, they, they, they tend to default to that. Very rarely do you see them venture outside of that box. Right. But what's inside that box before we discuss what's outside that box? A beard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A beard. You gotta have a beard. Mm-hmm. They generally tend to be rotund. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, not all Santas are, though. Not all, but in general, generally they tend to be rotund. They have they have jolliness to them. Sliding a down bit chimneys. Of holly jolly Christmas to them. Eating, yeah. drinking, milk and cookies. Hanging out at the North Pole. Gotta uh, stay warm up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Handing Mrs. out presents. Mrs. Claus likes them thick with two C's. Making a list, checking it twice. It's not for you to run here. Being naughty and nice. Yeah, that's good. That goes in there. The whole magic bag of presents. The magic in general. There's typically some element of, you know, how does he get to every house in one night? Where do all the presents go? Like, you know, how does he get down chimneys? What if the house doesn't have a chimney? Magic. Some some get more specific with how that works than others. Some just say hey, it's magic. Um, magic the Santa gathering. But yeah, North Pole uh, is generally in there. The workshop, the elves, the reindeer, the sleigh. Uh, these are all the the general tropes. Um, the always the red and white color scheme always mm-hmm. seem to be in there. You know. It's one of my favorite bits from um, Santa Claus, the movie, which is one of the few movies that like tries to give an origin for Santa. Uh, but there's a scene where they're there because it, it reminds me of the uh, the scene in the pilot of um, Lois and Clark, the new adventures of Superman, where they're trying out different suits on, on Santa to figure out like the first one's green and Mrs. Claus's. It's just not his color, you know, like the, the whole trial and error. I always got a kick out of that. Felt very because uh, again, as a kid, I saw those two things at the same time, so it it reminded me. Oh yeah, Santa's kind of a superhero. He gets a suit that wow. his wife made for him. What? What? The fact the fact that you saw the pilot to Lois and Clark and the Santa Claus <laughs> at roughly the same time. Yeah, I was like ten. Two things separated by like twenty years. Crunch these numbers for you, Scott. Uh, Lois and Clark came out in the 90s, didn't it? It's yeah. very 90s. It's very 90s. Yeah, and the Santa Claus came out in, like, what, no, 95? Not the Santa Claus. Santa Claus the movie. Oh, Santa Claus the movie. Okay, never mind. But, yeah, so the other two, definitely. It's so, okay. Santa Claus the movie was 85. Ah, yeah. And Jay's making faces like he has no idea what I'm talking about. You don't no. know Santa Claus the movie? No idea. Really? Really. My God, man. Where have you been? Here? <laughs> I don't know. It's Iowa? Like a, it's like a... <laughs> it's like a classic 80s, you know, Santa Christmas movie. Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, 93 was Lois and Clark Scott. So eight yeah. years separate those movies. And again, I, I was thinking 10. a different, I was definitely okay. thinking a different movie. To be, prefer, to be fair, I thought Santa Claus the movie came out in the 70s as well. So I prefer my 80s Christmas movie to include John McClane. Dodging uh, right around that. Okay. <laughs> if you wish. As you wish. So yeah, fun trivia for you kids out there. Uh, if you haven't seen Santa Claus the movie from 1985, A, you should because it's really fun. B, <coughs> the actor playing Santa is David Huddleston. Who don't worry, I'd never heard of him either. Because outside of this movie, I've only ever seen him in one other movie. And I didn't realize it was the same guy until about an hour ago. And it's kind of messing with my head. Because, again, I used to watch this movie every Christmas when I was a kid on on car trips to Minnesota. Uh, the, The movie, if you haven't seen it, is about the origin of Santa. At least that's like the first third of the movie. Is how did he become Santa? Uh, and from that point, you get this whole storyline about one of his elves goes rogue because he wants to make newer toys and Santa wants to make traditional toys. And he meets up with a greedy 80s business guy played by John Lithgow and they, you know, conspired to put Santa out of business because, you know, 80s, you can't have an, a movie without, you know, business. Yes. And businessy and, business. And John Lithgow is going straight up all corporate America villain uh analogy in this movie like yeah it's pretty good um but david huddleston who plays santa claus is also the big lebowski in the big lebowski not the dude the lebowski he's mr lebowski the dude is mistaken for the old guy in the wheelchair mr lebowski and that messing that all that has been messing with my head, trying to can take those two actors and reconcile that's the or sorry those two roles and reconcile that it's the same person. I can hear the voice now, but it's still kind of messing with my head. Yeah, yeah. The, the movie, while a good movie, it it is straight up an indictment of the debate <laughs> between between classic traditional Norman Rockwell Christmas versus new. You know, corporate American consumerism. That that that's all that movie is. It's good, but it's just a straight up indictment of of those two dichotomies. Yeah, no idea. I have no idea. I've never even seen, heard nothing of that movie. None. I swear. It was on the regular rotation. So every year, the the Peacock Clan would make a trip back up to Minnesota for Christmas, and that movie was one of the few that. Uh, us three kids in the back would agree to watch. So that was on regular rotation. Minnesota, eh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. That was too north. Let me back it up. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Don't you know? Mind your P's and Q's now, you hear? Anyway. So, yeah, I, I enjoyed that there, there's a scene early on in there where they're sort of hammering out Santa's suit and they settle on red with the white trim. Uh, but young John conflated that with Santa being kind of a superhero. See, now I I, I haven't been able to get off of the whole um, the portrayal portrayal of Santa has to be rotund jolliness to okay. it. I didn't say he had to be. I said generally that's the way it trends. 
See, I you know. keep changing just, my words. <laughs> I'm just saying that I, some of my favorite Santas are not the rotund jolly type. Okay. Well, again, I was trying to establish what are yeah. the tropes of a Santa. What are you know when you what is the default depiction of Santa? So if we think we've got that settled on, we can move on to movies that stray from that and how they do that. So Jay, stray from the path. Um, one of my favorite Santas is uh, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street Santa, not John Hammond. Is the original or remake? The original, black and white. Original one. recipe or extra crispy? The original recipe. Okay. Uh, and he's like a small, frail, old man Santa. And then the question is, is he Santa? Or is he just some crazy old man from a well, old folks home? That's a whole other ball of yarn we'll get to in a minute. Right. <laughs> uh, but I like that. I like how it just sort of... Like he's a, it's a good depiction of Santa, I think, for yeah, a film. He, exactly, he spared no expense. No, wrong guy. No, no, not that version. The the nineteen forty seven Scott. The other one, wow. the black and white one. Well, uh, they should have. Well, in that case, there's a problem because that one apparently spared expense, which is why he's skinny. He can't afford to eat. Well but even the John there. Hammond one's not. I know, no, he he's yeah, he's very spelt, yeah. Uh, uh, what's the other one? And not, I haven't seen the movie in its entirety, but I have seen snippets of it and I do want to watch the whole thing. But, uh, <laughs> Arthur Christmas, the animated one, you familiar with Arthur Christmas? I got nothing on that one. But... No, you got me. Oh, it's so it's animated. And if I remember correctly, the sleigh is basically a giant camouflaging UFO. And that's and it travels at extreme speeds, and that's how they get like all the presents to all the kids. And they missed a house. <laughs> so Arthur Christmas is like Santa's son, and the old Santa granddad, who's kind of crazy and a little off kilter, the two of them go to try to deliver this present, and so they take the old sleigh with the reindeer. But the um the main Santa from that is like military buff, sort of like built Santa. It's kind of crazy. It's Granddad Santa, jolly and rotund. No, Granddad Santa's like imagine like an old timey like gold digger from the nineteen from the eighteen forties, like it's prospector. prospector. Yes, <laughs> just skinnier. Cornelius Yukon? Yukon Cornelius? Yukon Cornelius? Yukon Cornelius. He's not Santa. He could make a good Santa. Magical disappearing, reappearing 38. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Anyway. No, I like... Sometimes I like when they go off the beaten path of Santa's, (laughs) where it's not all the tropes. And like I said, the... Okay. The the Miracle on 34th Street Santa, I think, runs with it. I'm looking at this, and so you're talking about the 1947 Miracle on 34th Street, right? Yes. Yep. Robert yeah. Gwen, Gwen. Yes. Did you know that the, the, the Richard Attenborough one is the third remake? There's an in-between remake? There's two in-between remakes. So there's really? 1947. There's a 1959, which was a TV adaptation. Huh. 
There's was a it night... actually a new movie, or did they just cut the original movie nope. for TV? No, nope. it's it's okay. a wholly, has a wholly different cast. Okay. Uh, Ed Wynn plays Chris Kringle. Yeah, it's a whole different cast. There is a 1973 uh, Miracle on 34th Street, which which features Sebastian Cabot as Chris Kringle. And then there's the 1994 Miracle on 34th Street. There's four of these damn things. Huh. The only ones that I know of that I've seen were the the old black and white one where he's uh my favorite one of my favorite parts of that is where he's staying with the the news reporter. Is he a news reporter? No. It's a lawyer, isn't he? Is he? And uh the yeah, and he's smoking a cigarette and he's like, I need to know. Do you sleep with the beard under the blanket or outside? And he says, the cold helps the whiskers grow because he sleeps with it outside the blanket. Anyway. I couldn't talk about Santa Clauses without talking about that movie. I love that movie. Yeah. I have to know. Do you sleep with the beard inside or outside the covers? I sleep with the beard... Wherever the beard wants to go. Beard, 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 beard. Sorry. <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> Scott's looking at stuff. See, no. Never, never look into the eyes of a beard. <laughs> They'll haunt you forever. See, now I want a Santa with a prehensile beard. Like a like a Doctor Strange like cape, cape thing. Yeah, beard. yeah, yeah, yeah. The beard's like, but the beard it's longer. Like the beard's, you know, down to his belly, like a big beard, and you can like you can like, like he, can do, he can do like beard foo and stuff. Kung fu he, like, beard. Throws. Yeah. Oh, he's got like throwing knives and axes and shit. You all time need kung fu master as Santa. But, but but he only fights with the beard. Like right. he just walks around with his hands yeah. behind his back. And the beard is doing. I want like the guy the... from uh, from Kill Bill that trains uh, Beatrix Kiddo in kung fu, but as like Santa, and his beard fights for him. That guy. Well, Scott, you you look confused. Since... Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, I've only I've only ever seen Kill Bill Volume One, and that was back when it came out on VHS or DVD or whatever, like originally. And I never saw, I didn't care for Kill Bill, and I never watched Volume Two. Gotcha. Since we're heading that way, y'all want to talk about badass Santas? Sure, let's talk about badass Santas. Surprisingly fruitful subgenre of Santa movies. <laughs> First and foremost, you have my new favorite holiday classic. Violent Night, starring David Harbour, came out last year. Uh, Whitney and I saw it, loved it. Uh, I just got my 4K copy. Uh, but it is from the people who brought you John Wick. And Scott and I have talked about this, but I don't know if John Wick exploitation is a subgenre. <laughs> John uh, Wick's where basically okay it's John Wick but you know blank uh it's John Wick but it's Santa ooh it's, it's John it's Wick Santa. but it's the Easter bunny <laughs> the name of the movie is Hopalong 
you beat me to that by like two seconds. <laughs> you coughed. Ah, I know. Damn it. Does that exist? Damn, my weak body. No, but it's no, about no, no. we're gonna we're gonna wish it into the universe. No, it's just the joke writes itself. So we both went there at the same time. So premise it's a rich family's private party on Christmas, terrorist takeover. It's literally die hard. <coughs> Only instead of an off-duty cop from uh, New York, the only person who can save them is Santa Claus, who happens to be at the wrong house at the wrong time, or the right house at the right time, depending on how you want to look at it. Oh, and it's uh, John Leguizamo in it. I got to see this. Uh, <laughs> I love he plays John the Le- lead villain. Yeah, he's awesome. I, I love John I, Leguizamo. I love the idea of badass Santas. So... Yeah, it's literally him taking out terrorists to save a family on Christmas, and they incorporate a lot of the tropes. Like, there's a running gag throughout the movie. I won't spoil the whole movie. Just He's got Santa's bag, and he can reach in and pull gifts out. So he keeps trying to reach into the bag to get something to use to fight with. <laughs> and he keeps going, Blu-ray, Blu-ray, Blu-ray. <laughs> like, nothing he, yeah, nothing he gets is ever usable. I think he gets like a spinny baton at one point and he beats the guy up with that. Uh, but it's this running gag of trying to get something usable out of the bag. Um, they incorporate a lot of the cool, uh, a lot of the Santa trope in cool ways get incorporated. It also, uh, and this is the topic for a different show, maybe, uh, it also sort of incorporates a little bit of the origin of who we now know as Santa. Like this Santa has his roots firmly way back in like the Viking age. Um, so it incorporates a little bit of that too, which is cool. I appreciate that. But uh, that is not the only movie that features a badass Santa. <clears throat> there is one from three years ago. I thought it was further out than that. But 2020, we got Mel Gibson as a badass Santa in the movie Fat Man, which I haven't seen. So I'm going to let Commander Scott talk to you about it. Well, this is the problem with Fat Man. I've seen it. Okay. I don't remember anything about it. Oh. I remember nothing. I know I've seen it. I know I have watched this movie. But um, but one thing that this movie does is it abandons pretty much every trope of, of Santa. Like, as far as I can remember, he never once dresses in the red and white. Whereas, even though David Arbor is a badass Santa, he's still in the red and white for the most part, right? You know, he's, it, it may be a little grungy and dirty, but... It's a very nice leather coat, but yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. red and white with the hat. It's, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, most uh, most of the costuming for Fat Man um, is Mel Gibson basically as a... You know, it's like the... He's got the the Carhartt jacket, you know, the... the the, the typical he's wearing you know cardigans and pullovers and he's just he's just like a, 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 a northern farmer guy you know his okay. boots and, and everything there's 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 none of that he's not jolly in any shape form or fashion he's not even fat in my opinion um now it does give the tropes and that he does have the elves he does have the workshop and and you know um like, but he also has like military support. Like the workshop is like military sanctioned. Like he he he, he has he has U.S. government military like liaisons 
and there's soldiers at the basically pulling security for for the workshop uh, uh, and everything. Yeah, it's hmm. it's it's a weird mix, but it's still fun. Um, this, whereas you said that 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 um, um, violent shit, night, uh, violent night is like John John Wick meets Santa Claus, John Wick Santa Claus. This is almost like. Jason Bourne Santa Claus? Huh. I I, I guess because you know he's just he's 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 just no nonsense. He's and in fact at one point and I'm 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 watching so I've got got the IMDb up here and it's it's flashing scenes in the movie. I'm trying to use it to spark my memory because I know I've watched it. Um, he does have weapons, but it's it's like all old weapons. Like at one point he's got like a uh, he's got a. A single action cap and ball revolver that he pulls oh, out, okay. and it's uh, <laughs> not the Patterson, the one that came out after the Patterson, the Walker. He's got a right, Walker. the Walker Texas Ranger, right? Yeah, the Walker Texas Ranger. Oh God, the Patterson Walker Texas Ranger. Not to but be anyway. confused with the Walker Patterson Texas Ranger. That's. <laughs> That's interesting, Scott, because in Violent Night, Santa is not a fan of firearms. Not because, you know, he doesn't like guns or anything, but just like <clears throat> he's an old curmudgeon and hasn't bothered to learn how to use them. Ah. Yeah, no, this one, he has his, he has his own firearms and, yeah, he's, you uh, know, doing his thing. And... Yeah, this, this Santa is kind of anti-tech. The... Yeah, because whereas whereas the 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 violent night Santa is just in, in at at the house when stuff is happening, this one you have this rich kid who's spoiled and basically gets coal from Santa every year. Decides he's going to track Santa down and kill him. So literally, he's staging an invasion of the work the workshop. So the fight comes to Santa. So and then Lee Majors shows up with a minigun to fight him off. I think I've seen that movie. Is that are we? No, 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 no. It's, uh, uh, it's a whole different thing. Uh, but I do want to see that movie. within the movie from Scrooge. Yes. Um, I'm not gonna lie. The first thing that popped into my head when John said that it's like, or Scott say it's Jason Bourne. Yes, Santa Claus. Scott said that. The first thing that popped into my head was, "Oh my God, that's Santa Claus!" But like the guy that says, "Oh my God, that's Jason Bourne." But. Well, I mean, so you know, you you get you get things in this movie like like when the 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 military guys are having lunch like with the elves because they're on the same eating schedule. They they go through the same lunch line, but the lunch line is all sweets and sugar and everything. So they're 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 dipping out, you know, all these things. Um, there's a scene where you know uh, Chris Kringle Santa is just having a bad time of it. He's got indigestion, so he. Takes he pours a shot glass of bourbon and he drops an Alka Seltzer in the shot glass of bourbon and downs that, you know. So it's just shit it's like that. Although now that you mention, now that you mention the movie within a movie in Scrooge with Lee Majors, I can see if you want to see that movie, watch Fat Man. Okay, it's as okay. close as you're gonna get. Because I've yeah. been waiting uh, for that movie since whatever year Scrooge came out. I think we're missing the most badass of badass Santas, though. Okay. What do you got? The Santa, and it's not technically from a movie, 
But it is a visual, like it's a depiction it's a, of Santa. It's, it's a depiction on screen. Yes. And that is the Santa from Weird Al Yankovic's The Night Santa Went Crazy. Isn't that more of a killing spree than an action movie? Yes, but still, he's a badass. Okay. Is, is this a is this a music video? Because I love the song. I know the it's song. Claymation, is yeah, it? there's a vid- yeah, it's a claymation music video. Okay, I didn't know there was a music video. I've never seen a music video. Yeah, but... do yourself a favor. Look it up. I mean, I I, I, I I know the song. It's on my Christmas playlist. I love that. Yes. No, the, like the video. Like uh, I think it's on YouTube. Yeah. Yes, it's hilarious. But that's I I enjoy that one. I also wanted to give an honorable shout out to Alec Baldwin in Rise of the Guardians, um, which is a weird movie with like the Easter Bunny and Santa and like the Tooth Fairy and stuff. And uh, Jack Frost is like the new guy on the team. It's like the Avengers, but if they were like non-copyright holiday mascots. <laughs> uh, but Alec Baldwin plays North, which is Santa, but he's like a eastern european russian santa who's like bolt and has tattoos and stuff and he, he, he gets into some fighting well thank well, you jackman's the easter bunny but i might be making that up well there lies <laughs> the other thing is there's not a lot of on-screen depictions of santa that incorporate other versions of santa besides what we talked about is the the standard mm-hmm. north american you know um corporate santa the corporate the coca-cola image. santa the coca-cola santa yeah there you go that's a good good name for it. there's there's not a lot of non that what, what a, a cast sorry for what <laughs> rise of the guardians Are you going to elaborate or just leave us hanging with what he a just cast? wants us to know it has a good cast he didn't okay. want to follow that up with anything uh no i didn't sorry I'm looking at IMDb. I, I don't. I well, we figured that. that. Uh, Chris Pine as Jude Law. As oh, Chris Pine is Jack Frost. Jude Law is Pitch Black. Hugh Jackman is Bunny Mund. So the Jude, <laughs> Jude, Jude, Jude Law is Jack Black. Got it. Yeah. Alec Baldwin is North. Uh, I Isla Isla Fisher. Isla Fisher. Isla Fisher is the Tooth Fairy. Uh, yeah, that's it. But still, um, because one of my favorite on-screen depictions of Santa, also with like Jay, was not um a movie, but it okay. was in. It's in the uh, <clears throat> um um. Huh. Uh-huh. My, my my mind blanked. It's in the yeah. TV. Sh- it's in the TV show The Librarians. Okay. We did a Christmas episode, and Santa is portrayed by Bruce Campbell. I love it already. And he does a great job. It's Bruce Campbell. You didn't have to say that. But part of the reason why I love it is because, so first of all, it's The Librarians. So <clears throat> everything has to have some kind of a. Do you not do you not know the librarians? It was that show on TNT, right? 
Yeah, it was I a show. On, it was a show on TNT, and then they made a movie, like a TV movie of it. No, the movies came long before the series. Years before the series. I don't know. There's 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 three movies called The Librarian, starring Noah Wild, or Noah Wiley, whatever his name okay. is. Okay. Um, and then when he was starring in, um, uh, shit, what's the what's the Alien Invasion series that he was in? Damn it. The one hundred. Uh, Fallen Skies. Fallen Skies, there you go. Yeah, Fallen Skies. So while he was starring in Fallen Skies, I think it came out around season three of Fallen Skies, they decided they wanted to do a series based on the librarian movies, where he's the librarian. And um, uh, so he came in for the pilot, you know. He was a, he was an executive producer on the series as well. And uh, he he's a smattering, but it's... it's uh, Basically, the the library is lost. Uh, Noah, the librarian, is out doing his thing, and they have to basically they recruit other librarians to kind of pick up the slack. Anyway, um, it's a good series. I liked it, but because it's that type of thing, they have to have they depict everything a little differently. Like you know, the reality isn't quite what the legend is type thing. Okay, and with Santa. So basically, he is he is a magical avatar of goodwill. Hmm. Okay. Okay. And because he has been depicted or imagined as different personas in different cultures throughout history, right? So he basically takes the persona of whatever is currently prevalent, and each persona has a talisman that he's associated with. So in his current present form, it's his hat. Okay. Okay. So, you know, he's doing his thing. He wears a suit, like like a three-piece suit, like a, a gray business kind of a suit through mo- for the most part. Uh, he's got his hat on. And he basically goes around, he travels the world throughout the year. Basically, just just participating in acts of human kindness and going anywhere that there's goodwill and everything, and he just absorbs it. Okay. And then on Christmas Eve, he travels. He, he flies in his sleigh to the North Pole, and he taps into like because the North Pole is the, the the largest magical ley line nexus of the planet. So he travels to the North Pole, taps into the magical ley line, and he releases all the goodwill back out into the world. And that's the gift that he gives the whole world. Okay? Okay. But in the story, he, he he's separated from his hat. And once he's separated from his hat, he starts slipping into all of his previous incarnations. Okay? Like, uh, like Nick the Wonder Maker is one of the personas, you know, and he's... Uh, you know, he he has this thing. Uh, he slips into Odin at one point and tries to start a bar fight. You know, so so it it, it, it of course it's a it, it's a forty five minute show, so he doesn't get to do a lot of personas, but it covers Santa being different versions of Santa all through the thing. It's really great because he only talks about himself. He only, he only refers to himself in the third person. 
It's awesome. Uh, at one point, he's with he's with uh, Colonel Baird, who's the the protector of the librarians, played by Rebecca Romaine, and uh, uh, they're going to get uh, he and her are going to get his sleigh. And of course, she doesn't believe he's Santa because she's she she's the Scrooge of the episode, so she doesn't she's the bah humbug. I don't believe. And he he walks around this corner where he's parked the sleigh, and he's like, "Well, you're gonna believe as soon as Santa shows you." And it's gone. And he's like, Santa thinks somebody is Jack Santa's ride. <laughs> it's just, a, it, it's a really good depiction, but it, 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 it brings in other incarnations of Santa that you don't see, at, you know, depicted much. Uh, right. Uh, and, and, and uh, that's part of the reason why I like that one. But yeah. Well, <coughs> Jay brought up an interesting point. Oh. So he Jay, talked about <laughs> Weird Al. Know, what did I do? And, and the night Santa went crazy. Oh, yeah. Which, in a nutshell, is about, again, Santa going nuts and going out like a killing spree. It's a great song. There's an entire subgenre of killer Santa movies. Really? Yeah. We're going to talk about some of them. Oh, it's okay. So I'm going to start with one that I discovered in college. A friend rented this, and I would have never rented this because it looks cheap from the cover. It is clearly cheaply made. It is one of those, why am I watching this? This movie is so dumb kind of movies, yet we couldn't stop watching it. (coughs) Santa reverts back to his demonic true self and goes on a killing spree, and only... uh, ragtag group of Scooby gang kids can stop him from this one small town. It's called Santa's Slay S-L-A-Y because the title is a pun and Santa is played by I shit you not Bill fucking Goldberg the wrestler. Okay. Wow. At one point, he's running down the street in his sleigh with the reindeer, and he can't get around an old lady going slow. And to date this movie, he literally yells at her, Move, bitch! Get out of the way! Oh, nice. I like it. That just... Wow. It is as dumb as it sounds. Uh, if, if wrestling legend Bill Goldberg playing Santa didn't pique your interest, nothing else is going to. Uh, he's right front and center on the cover. <coughs> he's he's Santa is Satan's like offspring or something, but he had some curse put on him where he had to be nice, but now the curse is lifted and he's evil again or some shit like that. I don't know. It's a it's a weird hokey thing. Um, but yeah, it's and I bring that one up first because that is flat out a movie about Santa Claus, the red suit, kind of fat man. I mean, it's Goldberg, so he's not super fat, but he's a little pudgy. Uh, Slay, reindeer presence, full-on Santa killing people. Are you... Whereas, yeah, good. I was going to say, are you? Is does your list also include a robot Santa? I, it's got a couple, actually, because that's a weird sub-sub-genre. Just last year... Uh, me and my buddy Travis saw this one and, and surprisingly it was kind of fun <coughs> sorry Christmas Bloody Christmas 
features a robotic store Santa. This movie, Jay, this is like, remember Small Soldiers? Yes. Okay, it's that, but Santa. Okay. This corporation sends out animatronic Santas to stores, but they used like leftover military killbots because why not? And this particular store, Santa, you know, Johnny fives it and decides to go on a killing spree because nobody meets up to the good list. <coughs> it is literally a Terminator Santa killing people on Christmas Eve. Christmas, bloody Christmas. It was actually pretty fun. Uh, as and, and just like a Terminator movie, as the movie goes on, the robot Santa takes battle to image. Uh, he's got like beady laser eyes and everything. It's uh, it's interesting. But Jay, you said kill a robot Santa. I would be remiss, and good friend of the show Gary would kill me if I did not mention <coughs> perhaps the most famous killer robotic Santa, which of course is Robot Santa from Futurama. Yes. Uh, which I think yes. there were three episodes overall, but the first episode it was John Goodman. After that, it was um, John DiMaggio um, doing the voice. But in, in the future, in the year 3001 or whatever Fry goes to the future, someone decided to make a robot Santa to take the load off the real Santa. Um, but they messed up the programming and they made the the standards for who's naughty and who's nice to too uh hard to live up to so now santa sees the entire world is naughty and he (coughs) (coughs) sorry he travels the world punishing everybody i i think my favorite thing about that santa is the fact that the north pole is no longer the north pole it's neptune like they i'm pretty sure they live on neptune and what? then there's the Neptunians. See, I, I've not seen a lot of Futurama. Oh, Scott. I, I've seen episodes here and there. You would love I've... the Santa Christmas. The Christmas episodes with Santa of yeah. Futurama are hilarious. Um, I, I love that version of Santa, the robot Santa, because he is just Whoa. going apeshit on everybody. Uh, look these up. these Because these I've not seen. Uh, and my favorite, yeah. the the best part is the first one where Fry has no idea, and he gets caught out in the, just out with trying to avoid getting killed by the robot Santa. Yeah, the 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 new rule for Xmas, which is what they call it in the future, Xmas, is, is yeah. yeah, don't be out after dark or Santa will get you. Yeah. Uh but yeah, they live on. They're they're on Neptune. Like his workshops <laughs> on Neptune. Um. <laughs> The Neptunians, the, the, the Neptunians, yeah, and they hold hands. And there's a whole episode about why they hold hands. Well, why? Not? I think because it's cold. Okay. There's, I think, three episodes total. The first one is just called Xmas, um, and that's John Goodman playing the character. Uh, <laughs> I think there's a two-parter a couple seasons later. <laughs> Kwanzaa bot. What, Jay? You're breaking up. Kwanzaabot. You remember Kwanzaabot? I don't. Oh, when Bender has to take over for Santa. And he's flying in the sleigh. And then he pulls up next to Kwanzaabot. And everybody, they're like, he's like, nobody even knows what my holiday is. It's, I love it. I love that episode. 
<sighs> well, like I said, I had to bring that up. Um, and then you get into stuff where it's not really Santa. It's just a guy in a Santa suit killing people. And there's a billion of those movies. But uh, I have to bring up <laughs> Silent Night, Deadly Night, which is like the OG guy killing people in a Santa suit. Um, yeah, there's there's a whole bunch of those. Uh, Joe Bob tends to do them every Christmas for his his uh, special. But um, yeah, there is a a lot, oddly, there are a lot of killer Santa movies. Not just like horror movies set at Christmas, like Krampus, but like specifically horror movies set at Christmas with a killer Santa. Seems to be a weird subgenre. Yeah, that's... One of the things I was going to say, too, about, like, Santas is it depends on... The Santa depends on the movie you're going for. Like, your depiction of Santa. Mm-hmm. It's like, what do you want? Do you want to be a funny... Like, you looking for a comedy Santa? Are you looking for a realistic Santa? Do you want uh, Billy Bob Thornton as bad Santa? See, I, uh, that goes into the whole genre that, you know, John was talking about of just guys in a Santa suit. Like, like... Billy Bob Thornton's not playing Santa Claus. He's playing a dude playing Santa Claus. Oh. Who is actually Santa? Who plays Santa in Elf? Ed Edner. Yes. He's a little grumpy. You know, he's a he's a grumpier Santa, but Yeah. <clears throat> I feel like you, you get that for free when you book Ed Asner. It's the grumpiness it just comes for it's free. True. Well, like, so I was thinking about this, even like, um, it's not a Santa movie. Um, it's not even actually Santa. In fact, the main character acknowledges, I know you're not the real Santa. I'm talking about Home Alone. Uh, when, when Kevin's looking for advice and yes. he goes to Santa to get advice. Smoking and literally, the cigarette. Yeah, with the beard down, smoking the cigarette, and Kevin's like, no, it's okay. I know you're not the real Santa, but I know you got like a direct line to the real guy. Yeah, because he because he tries to hide it at first because it's a kid. He yeah. tries to put the beard back up or something, right? It's, it's after hours. They're yeah. done. They're closing yeah. up, and he's smoking with his beard down. Oh shit! Puts his beard back up. Yeah. Yeah. He, he holds. Still, yeah. Hold your little bit out his, there. Here's a couple of tickers or whatever. Tick There you go. Got to see Santa. Got to get a gift. So even that, like. To me, that's a great memorable portrayal of Santa, but it's not really Santa. And if if you're gonna like, if you're gonna open that can of worms of like really great Santas that aren't actually Santa, like it's your yeah. your um, department store Santa, you gotta talk about the Santa from um, a Christmas story. Oh, they'll shoot your eye out, kid. He he. he oh oh oh. He has such. Oh, oh, yeah, he, he has such uh... Such limited screen time. But, well, that just didn't work at all. Um, um, but uh, but he he makes such a such an obvious presence. Yeah. Ah, uh, it's it's hilarious. I love the. I love that one because he's just <laughs> where he's just like you shoot your eye out, kid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fun trivia: The Santa is the same guy who plays the narrator, or what plays the same guy who is the narrator. That's him on screen. Oh, really? Yep. <laughs> I did not know that. Did not know that. All right. I oh, think oh, I might be wrong on this, but oh. I think it's also the author of the original story. Oh, see, now I got to look. I'm curious. I might be wrong about that last part, but I know Santa oh, is the narrator. Oh man. 
Yeah, that man. I, I I remember seeing Santa in the store when I was a kid, but I never saw Santa with that elaborate of a setup, man. Oh, I would have lost my mind. Oh yeah, that you was get to go down a slide. Uh, oh, yeah, usually man. it was just a uh, old dude sitting in front of a Christmas tree, like on a chair. We didn't have the whole yes. mountain and the line and the slide and the yeah. Oh. <laughs> of course, then you circling back around. You have drunk Santa from Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Once again, that's the whole thing of Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Is is he really Santa or not? It's. It's, <laughs> <coughs> it's like accordingly. According to the U.S. Postal Service, he is the real Santa, a branch of the government. How does the U.S. Postal Service have to do with anything? That's, That's the how they movie. win the case. That's yeah. how they win the case, yeah. Oh, in in the movie. Okay, I, I, yeah. I thought for some odd reason, like, I don't know what I was thinking. Okay, never mind. Who do you think has to deliver all those letters kids send in, Scott? <clears throat> um... But again, Miracle on 34th Street, to me, the, the again, great movie. You know, it's been remade 18 times, apparently. Um, but uh, the, the whole point is, is okay, is he Santa? Is he not Santa? Ultimately, does it matter? And I think that's, again, I go back to the Home Alone thing. Like, again, very short scene. You know, it's one scene in the whole movie. It's maybe five minutes. Uh, but it's this dude who's, you know, Work is done, heading home, smoking a cigarette, but a kid came up and asked Santa for help. And even though he's just a dude in a suit playing a role to collect a paycheck, <coughs> he's got a sense of like, I'm Santa to this kid. I got to, you know, put the cigarette out, put the beard back up, we're back on the clock. You can't yeah. see Santa not get a gift. Like, exactly. to me, that that's the ultimate thing with Miracle on 34th Street is like, and, and, and you know, that extends to other movies is, it doesn't really matter if it's really yeah. Santa or not. To that kid, it was. And the person in the suit took their job seriously. Yeah. Um, this was this was brought up to me by somebody who listens to the show. I work with him at school. He said that he thought the, the biggest jerk Santa okay. was the one from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Like the claymation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he was a bit of a, one. Yeah, he was a bit of a D-bag, yeah. <laughs> and I was like... Off and everything. Yeah. And see, there's a depiction of Santa where I know it's clay. I know it's claymation. But again, he's not really super heavy set. He is jolly. Well, now, hang on. Now, in this one, no, 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 no. Because remember, Mrs. Claus, there's a whole thing about Mrs. Claus feeding him because nobody wants a skinny Santa, and he's fat by the end of it. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Good save, Scott. <laughs> Yukon Cornelius. There's gold in them Nar Hills. Sorry. The I bumble. Think, I don't I know, I'm just saying. The bubble. Right? Bubbles bounce. Yeah. <coughs> Man. I want to watch that. <sighs> so our buddy our buddy James was looking for ideas for his 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 Christmas card. He's an artist, so you know he he uh, he, he does his art for Christmas cards and stuff. And he, like us, have a somewhat, shall we say, off-kilter sense of humor. Yeah. And, a lot of nipples. Uh, 
<laughs> he loves his nipples. And uh, um, so I suggested uh, I suggested Yukon Cornelius laying seductively in front of a fire on a bumble skin rug. Oh. I know that. Yeah, that was that was my suggestion. And to which he then sent me one where it was Yukon Cornelius basically being spooned from behind by the bumble. Ah, like in a bear hug kind of thing. Even better. Well, see, it's not, and because I told this back to him, I was like, I was like, eh, like the bumble's the wrong size. He's too short because he's about the same size as Yukon Cornelius, just a little taller. He's just way too short. The scales off. Uh, and I said you should have, you know, I was, I was like, I would have preferred Yukon with mine. To which he replied, No, no, it was well, we can save it for next year. And I'm like, No, no, next year is you know Frosty the Snowman in BDSM gear. With Mrs. Claus as his dominatrix. Just saying. There must have been some magic <laughs> in that old stove. <laughs> that stove. What is what? that? That old. Are they are they playing hide the carrots, Scott? Yeah. I mean, if you're gonna go full on with the theme of what I slayed, what I with what I laid out, uh, then it would be you know, there must have been some magic in that old black strap on they found. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Our safe word is Kringle. <laughs> and there's the title of our episode. Our safe word is Kringle. <laughs> I was going to bring up another movie, but it has nothing to do with Santa. It's just a a snowman porking a girl in a bathtub, but what? Jack Frost. Yeah, what? You've never seen Jack Frost? Oh, oh. god! Yeah, the good Jack Frost, not the crappy one with Michael. Yeah, not the family-friendly one about a dad who yeah. dies and turns into a snowman or some shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> now this is the serial killer that gets killed, and like his blood or something, and think Child's Play. But with Christmas snow making him into a snowman instead it's of it's the T one thousand, but he's a snowman, Jay. Yeah, yeah. And that's gonna... what we need. That's that's the that's the Christmas movie we need. Is Santa Claus is like he is sent back in time. He's like Kyle Reese to save Christmas from the T one thousand snowman. See, I don't know. I would think if you're going to try this this type of a story. You know, I, I would go I would go Avatar the last airbender with it. Like Santa is like frozen in ice or something for like six hundred years and he emerges into a post apocalyptic world because there's no Santa, so there's no Christmas. So he back in, into this Mad Max dystopian world, you know? And Ooh. uh uh Dennis Hopper Mad Max but, but winter. Like they're Santa, not cars, they're snowmobiles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Santa Claus beyond Thunderdome. Well, there's no Thunderdome. No, no, but <laughs> but yeah, it's like it's all present. Santa one leaves. Wait, no, no, no. Sorry, no, just no, no, Jay. no. But yes, yes, Santa has to bring the world back from from oblivion with Christmas cheer. Uh, we'll come up with a title later. Oh, okay. Unless you've got something right now. Santa Claus and the... No, I don't. Just I got nothing. 
that. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I digress. It just depends on the movie you want. Yeah. The Santa Weird you want Santa depends subgenres. On the yeah. There are a lot of them. I, I just want to watch out. I just want to compile a nice definitive list of the the robot Santas now, killers or not, and watch all those. Okay. Future for top of the list, Futurama Santa. Xmas. Christmas Christmas Bloody Christmas, right underneath it. Christmas Bloody Christmas. Pretty sure it's on Shutter, or it was on Shutter. See, you all are working. My my IMDb is working overtime. <clears throat> yeah, you're welcome. What Santa Claus. Papa Gijo. Well, you want to get to it, Jay? We've been dancing around it the whole time. Because we're 90s kids, so if you tell us Santa Claus and movies, and what does your head go to, Jay? Tim Allen. Fucking right, Tim Allen. The oh, best oh, Santa oh, ever. Oh, oh. I I have one bone to pick with the Santa Claus series. <coughs> it's minor. <coughs> I also haven't watched anything past the third movie, which I saw one time, and that was enough for me. I haven't watched anything past the second movie, except for maybe okay, the good. pilot episode of the TV show. So, so the first movie, the original, and granted, I did not appreciate this as a kid. It took me a long time to grow up and understand how the world works to understand that the entire premise of that first movie is a pun. Mm. It's the Santa Claus. C-L-A-U-S-E. Yeah, which is like why there's a, an E at the end of it. Yeah. A contractual clause. That's the whole gimmick of that movie, which as a kid, right over my head. Uh, but yeah, it, it's it's... He sees the card. He doesn't read the fine print. He puts the suit on. He's now accepted the responsibility of becoming Santa, and he has to follow through with the Santa Claus. Okay, hence the you know magically getting fat, uh, even though he was skinny the whole year, and he shares at five o'clock, and beard grows right back. That all that stuff like it kicks in because he's accepted this legal contract, <coughs> which I love. It, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. And the second movie beautifully follows that up. It's the Mrs. Claus. Yep. He's he's accepted his responsibility as Santa. He's been doing it for a while. He's pretty good at it. People are you know very happy with the way he's doing uh, the whole Santa gig. But monkey wrench. Hey, and, and the, you know, the same scene. Bernard pulls him over, pulls a business yeah. card over with, with a giant magnifying glass. You didn't read the fine print. There's a Mrs. Claus. You're Santa. That's cool. You're doing great. We love it. But like Santa has to have a Mrs. Claus. And you don't have a Mrs. Claus. So the clause with an E says yeah. you have to go find a Mrs. Claus with no. Well, I so, mean, but if, if you look at it from a story standpoint, like the first movie does a really good job of giving the main character a good character arc. But it leaves the uh, uh, the romantic portion of his character's arc on the table that doesn't get resolved. So between those two movies, it tells a really complete story. Between those two, uh, and yeah, those 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 two are both really really good movies. Sadly, in the third movie, they ditched the entire legal aspect of it—the whole you know pun thing. And it's just oh, Martin Short is Jack Frost, and he wants to take over Christmas or some shit. And yeah, it's a, it, it's they go downhill pretty quick after that. But uh, <laughs> the second one was actually pretty good. Uh, it, it's it's a little rom commy. Uh, but hey, it's the holidays. Who doesn't have a little rom com in the holidays? And you know, dealing with the aftermath of again, because there's like a five year gap or something between movies. Um, you know, his kid who's cute and like you know eight 
in the first movie. He's like, I believe in Santa. Yeah. And that well, now that kid's a teenager and he's starting to act out because dad's never around because dad's always at the North Pole. And I can't tell people about my dad. He's got this awesome job, but I can't brag about it because I can't tell people my dad is Santa. They look at me like I'm weird because I'm a teenager. And I still believe in Santa and like the fallout of that. And it's a really good sequel. Like it's, it's working with a lot less budget, but it's still a fun. Sorry. What's up, Jay? What you got? There is a student. Okay. At my school. Uh-huh. Who looks identical to Lucy. Okay. From the second movie. Yes. It's crazy. <clears throat> anyway, I just thought I'd share that. Is it? It's crazy. It's crazy. No. Is is it Lucy? Is it's it crazy. crazy. Is it Cray Cray fam? Welcome. Welcome to ASMR. No, stop that. No. <laughs> None of that. No, no, stop that. Stop, stop that. None of that. It's on the premium channel. Uh. But yeah, so no, you talk about cinematic depictions of Santa, and yeah, we're 90s kids. That's what we go for. That is, it's a fact. <laughs> the Santa Claus, which, yeah, it has its moments. The Arose Such a Clatter Ladder yeah. Company. Yes. Uh, is that a polar bear direct traffic? The the elf who looks like she's, you know, 10, but she's like 500 years old. So this, I saw this on a tick, on the ticky talkies, the okay. tick of talks. Oh boy. Uh, did not realize it, but if you go back and rewatch it, which I want to now, there are elves in scenes. Like, yeah. there's one in Charlie's oh. school. There's oh. one in line where there's people sitting at the park bench. There's um, like hidden elves. Yeah, there's one at Denny's. So, like, if you go back and watch the Santa Claus, like I know people have seen it a million times. Look for the long-eared elves. Uh, in are Santa's they the perspective? The E L F, the the Elf Liberation Force, are they undercover E L F agents? Probably. I don't know. Or just to keep an eye on things. Who knows? But it's, I was like, oh, did not know that. I was wondering to know where the elves got their jetpacks. I was very jealous of those jetpacks. ELFS. We're elves with attitude. With some super high end tinsel. Cuts right through the bars. Not just for decorating. Hey, oh. <laughs> Now I want to watch that movie. I'm going to watch. You're that welcome. It's a good movie. They're both. I mean, they're they're you know one and two, both really good movies. I haven't seen any of the shows. I know the newest season has multiple Santa Clauses in it. Um, so Scott might enjoy that because it, it looks like they're you know different interpretations <coughs> of Santa. There you go. There, there, there you have it. Mm-hmm. There we be, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen. Any other uh, Santa tropes or Santa anti-tropes or favorite well, Santas we haven't gotten to yet? There, what there you got? One, there is one other depiction of Santa I kind of wouldn't mind to bring up. Because um, it just came out <clears throat> relatively recently. Is it BDSM okay. Santa? No. No. No, no. I saw <laughs> the first one, and the first one was, was okay. It actually wasn't a bad movie. Um but I haven't seen the second one yet. And that was Kurt Russell from the Christmas Chronicles. Never seen it. You haven't seen it? I mean, so it, it, it's basically, 
you know, Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn want to do a Christmas movie. You know, but you've got this. It's almost like a Doctor Who Santa. Okay. You know, so he's he's doing his thing and he's helping the the main characters out. Without seeming like like at, at the end, so you get this nod and this wink that he knew what was he knew what was going on the whole time, like he was playing into events just to because they was going to have the best outcome uh, and everything. And then you've got because Kurt Russell is like a huge Elvis and music fan, you get this whole musical number that he does. But it's like a it's like a hip Santa. Okay. You know, it's modern day, um, but he's he's you know. You know, he, he's he's down with the kids, you know, he's he knows what's going on. He's you know. is that the one where the sled is built around like a, a Dodge Challenger? Maybe not. OK, that I don't I don't know. I don't remember that. Uh, but I mean, I'm not saying it can't be. I just, you know. But he, he wears, he's got the traditional kind of silver hair, silver beard, you know, red and white suit and, and everything. And he's magic and all knowing and all that good stuff. But I just thought, you know, he did a great, great job. I haven't seen Christmas Chronicles 2 yet. I need to watch that this season. Um, but I, I call it the, 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 the modern day woke santa i guess maybe it woke maybe the wrong word but careful scott yeah but you know um it's good you know and there's a musical number and i love it when there's a musical number it makes me happy we need santa claus the musical jay how come we haven't getting gotten santa claus the musical yet i don't musicals know those are dumb it's a great question blasphemy musicals are great it's the worst genre ever bop bop Ba, da, ba, ba, ba. We're sending the presents. Really? Just went, went this straight. is why Jay doesn't write music. Okay. You're right, I don't. It was music. No, I remember seeing it coming out and people going nuts over it, but... Uh... I also remember a lot of people photoshopping like steak fliskin into it and shit because you know Kurt Russell. Yeah. So I don't know how much is actually in the movie and how much is just people on Photoshop. I don't know, but you got great, uh, great quotes in here. I'm just browsing through things because I don't remember off the top of my head. But you know, you got great quotes here, like the the kid going, "Can't you just wave your hand and like Jedi mind trick the cops or something?" And his response: "I'm Santa Claus, Teddy, not Yoda." I mean, Kurt Russell as Santa should sell you on it right there. You know, he does a great job as Santa. You know, it's somebody that you would never think could be cast as Santa, but yeah, good for him. He is there. He is. He is jiggy with it. Everything. Santa Claus. Jay, any other lingering depictions of Santa you want to get off your chest? Make sure we talk about. No. No. Oh, okay. None that I can think of. We've covered all the Santas. Lots of Santas. All the Santas? There's so many Santas. There's a lot of Santas. There are. There are a lot. There's John DeSantis. <laughs> uh, am I getting that confused with somebody else? Maybe. Okay. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, well, 
with that, I believe that's our show. Uh, so there's our discussion of uh, what goes into being a, a movie Santa. The, uh, the tropes and the movies that break away from them and some that steer into them and the fun you can have with Santa. And I think that's kind of the, the, the magic and the fun of Santa. Like Jay said, uh, whatever your movie is, there's a Santa out there for you. If you're a CG animated kids cartoon, there's a Santa for you. If you're a reimagining of the legend, there's a Santa for you. If you are a horror movie or you want to see what Santa would be like, if he was a killer robot from the future, there's a movie out there for that too. Uh, if you want to know yeah, yeah, how would Santa, you know, if you think it's cool to watch John Wick kill a guy with a pencil, what would it be like if Santa killed a guy with a, a candy cane? There's a movie out there that for you right there. So there you go. Santa uh, in all his, his glory. Um, are there any depictions we forgot about? Are there any other Santa sub genres we missed that you want to see us cover? Let us know. Maybe we'll get to it next year. But until then, uh, thank you for listening. Scott, you ready? As I can be. All right. Thank you for listening. This has been your weekly Nerd Alert. Gentile girls and the good Gentile boys. When the boss busted in, nearly scared him half to death. Had a rifle in his hands and cheap whiskey on his breath. From his beard to his boots, he was covered with ammo. Like a big fat drunk, disgruntled Yuletide Rambo. And he smiled as he said, with a twinkle in his eye, Merry Christmas to all. Now you're all gonna die. Well, the workshop is gone now, he decided.